You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to... Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. I am your host, the one and the only, Mr. Jake LaFleur. And whether you are joining us on Conroe FM's 104.5 or 106.1 in the greater Montgomery County area, we're getting some nice sunshine. I'd like to thank you for joining in, tuning into your local sports talk show. Or if you're joining us worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, from all the farthest reaches of the corners of the earth, or how, how does that saying go, Dick? It's from the farthest corners of the earth? What is it? You know what I'm talking about? I think this is for flat earthers. Flat earthers. Hey, are you not a flat earther? <laughs> Come on. We have to unite. <laughs> no, but thank you. I humbly thank you for joining in and, and uh, being part of this uh, this interesting show that I love. And, and uh, we're growing week by week, and we're, we're enjoying it like crazy. It is. I am Jake LaFleur, and this is Jake from Sports Talk. Um Come and follow me on Facebook at Jake from Sports Talk. Uh, follow me on YouTube at Jake from Sports Talk. I have two sc- subscribers now, and I'm super happy about that. Two actual followers, fans, lovers of this show. It's a great show. So today we are going to do things a little different. So normally uh, when we open up our first segment, I always do like a flashback of, you know, kind of what happened uh, in the last week of sports. But we are kind of crunched for time. There is so much to talk about. This was a very busy sports week. We actually got some solid football news uh, and some some good NFL talk this week. So um, we're going to kind of just dive right in to this whole situation. And so we're going to start off with uh, the big news coming out of the NBA. Uh, no, Carmelo isn't going anywhere. And uh, no, LeBron is uh, not staying in, in Cleveland. So those, those two are off the table. No, no, no. The big news is the Rockets are for sale. Hometown Houston Rockets on the market. And it's kind of a shocker because Leslie Alexander – has owned them for 24 years. Uh, if, if you're from the Houston area, like we, I mean, we're, we're, you know, little cousins, little brothers up, up north of, of Houston. We're about a 20-minute, 30-minute ride down into the greater Houston area. Uh, you, you know, Leslie has been the better part of our sports franchises over the last 25 years. And, I mean, coming from ownership, GM, management, uh, I mean, he's done the best out of, all of our franchises, I think. I mean, you had the Killer Bees there for a while with the Astros, but um, overall, not uh, not a whole lot of success coming out of that management. I mean, they never won a World Series. Um, Alexander has at least brought an NBA championship to this city. So um, what I'm curious about, though, is that Forbes, and, and I didn't know Forbes is an end-all, be-all for money situation, but Forbes magazine has them uh, valued at $1.6 billion. And I don't know what the actual asking price is going to be for uh, Leslie Alexander. But I'm, I imagine with the acquisition of Chris Paul, that's the reason why he's selling now. He, he's, he knows he can get a high price, higher price than what he could have prior to this free agency period. And if he lands Carmelo Anthony, in addition to that, the asking price will go up once again. And I saw, and, and Carmelo came out this past week and did announce that, you know, or did 
say that he would be willing to tr- uh, waive his no trade clause if it meant he could go to Houston. So now that's two teams he's waived it for, one being Cleveland. That was the first one he did it for. And then number two now is the Rockets. So all is looking up for the stock of, of the Houston Rockets, especially for the Alexanders, you know, or Leslie Alexander's perspective. So, um, yeah, under under them, he's actually gotten them two ta- two championships, and uh, he purchased them in 1993 for 85 million dollars. 85 million. He's turning that into over over a billion dollars. That's incredible. Do you want to say something? You look like you want to talk. <laughs> well, that was a long time too. He also yeah. And I think that's becoming less and less common. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people like the Miami Marlins owner, you know, owned him, built this, and he's, he's had him, I think, for eight years. He built this god-awful stadium that they have down there. The mayor hated it, was like, well, I'm never going to it. And then he got all offended when he didn't get an invite to the stadium for the All-Star break, and the mayor was like, well, uh, you know, we're, we're picking up your police coverage and all this stuff, and, and you're not even going to invite me. And they were like, yeah, well, no, we're not inviting you. Because we're jerks, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's just crazy that you know to think that eighty five million dollars you purchase a stadium and then uh, so in nineteen ninety three that was the year I was born so twenty three years later, you know you, you're turning that into over a billion dollars. It's a pretty good uh, return on investment right there. So, but uh, but yeah, no, no. So it's just really interesting. I, I find that fascinating, and that's really the biggest thing from the NBA uh, perspective of things. So. We are going to take a quick, quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk Wimbledon. And we had the championship finalized and wrap up this past weekend. And uh, we're going to talk about the historical significance of this uh, 2017 Wimbledon. So hang in right there. Don't forget to uh, uh, download the app. Follow the shows at Jake from Sports Talk. The app is Lone Star. Uh, community radio on any Android or Apple device. Get out there. Go like this station. Go like this show. Get involved. Email me at Jake from sports talk at gmail.com. Tell me why you think Roger Federer is taking steroids. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. The Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. This is Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Yeah, so like I said, the format's going to be a little different today, guys. Normally we do four segments, and they're a little longer on the rants, but there's a lot I want to talk about, and I don't really want to make awkward, goofy, bumbling transitions in between You know, going from tennis talk to basketball talk or tennis talk to football talk. So we're going to do real short, rapid-fire sort of segments coming at you fast. Lots of information, lots of fun, lots of, uh, I don't know, Wacky Jake. So I hope you enjoy Wacky Jake because Dick enjoys Wacky Jake. Mm-hmm. He's over here smiling. He loves me. Uh, all right, so as I said, before we went to break, we are going to talk Wimbledon. 
And uh, just I mean, a quick run through of the wrapping up of the 2017 Wimbledon Championships that was this last week. Um, and I apologize right now. I'm going to butcher these names because some of them are foreigners and everything like that. Uh, Murray and Hinges uh, won the mixed doubles against Kotinen and Watson. Okay, that's that's hard number one. And then we got Jinstolopo and Hutchins uh, lost to Hewitt and Philip Papusis on the uh, men's doubles. And then on the women's doubles, Kamiji and Wiley won against Buis de or Buis and De Groot. Yeah, it's the French version of Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. So again, I apologize for you know just botching that entirely. But on the big new on the big form of it though, um, Venus lost in the finals, and um, Federer won on the men's side, which was that's where the history comes in from from this Wimbledon is that now he has won his eighth Wimbledon. And he has won now his 19th overall Grand Slam. And that's the second of this year. And the man is 35 years old. So right before we went to break, I jokingly, I teasingly said, you know, message me if you think Federer is taking steroids. I don't really think that Federer is taking steroids. But I got to say, what he is doing at the age of 35 is incredible in a sport that is... That was my chair. So there you go. Thanks for this. You threw me off there. I, could, I knew you could hear it. I knew you could hear it. Sorry, my chair was squeaking and my, my co-host for the day was giving me funny faces. So, uh, no, yes. For the fact that, that a 35-year-old man in a sport that really just devours their young and, and wears them out really quick. I mean, you go look at, um, you go look at like Murray. I mean, Murray had, you know, his best career years and now he's – kind of dropping off. I mean, performance-wise and, and stamina-wise, he, you know, Djokovic as well and uh, Nadal. I, you're seeing, and it just, the longevity in this sport itself, I think is almost shorter than any other sport for for the superstars. At, at You know, for the best of the best in the sport, the longevity of their careers is much shorter than the superstars of any other sport. So if, the fact that Roger Federer, and even if you look over on the women's side uh, with Serena Williams, the fact, and, and even Venus, even Venus, I mean, she's had, you know, she was the better sister Venus was when they were younger. And now that Serena has surpassed her and, and Venus had some health issues and everything along the time, along the way for the three of them to still be playing at their level for this long is absolutely incredible. And it, it's, it's just a credit to them. But you kind of got to wonder, you know, what, what, what's Federer doing different than everybody else? Like Tom Brady is a big question in the uh, NFL realm with the same sort of topic. It's what is he doing that's different than everybody else that's allowing him to last and play this long? Wouldn't that more be the tennis players have more credit to that because it's just them playing? Tom Brady also has, like, one of the best teams Yeah, but look at, the, look at the physical toll that that takes in well i'm not camp. i'm not taking it away from saying it's just i think the tennis player is a lot stronger argument because it's just him playing other yeah, outstanding and, you're, athletes. and you're just hitting balls 
for in practice you're, you're you're just hitting balls for hours on end for 35 years like that's a mentally got to just drive you insane just ball off a wall ball off a wall ball off a wall ball off a wall i would i would lose my mind if i had to sit there and just play wall ball with myself for 35 years it'd be awful and i don't think the interesting thing is is i don't think federer's done i think federer's going to go into the uh, us open and um, he's going to be a heavy favorite and I think you're going to see a similar result. I, I, and I know he had an easy draw here in, in this uh, in the in this Wimbledon in this uh, Grand Slam. But in the first Grand Slam he played in the year uh, was the Australian Open, and he had to f- defeat Nadal in the finals there, and he took him in five sets. Um, and then the other interesting fact from Federer on this one is that he didn't actually lose a single set the entire Wimbledon tournament. I mean that's that's incredible. Like, how, how does that happen? So, I mean, it's it's magical, and in that. So, but yeah, so Federer surpasses uh, Pete Sampras and William Renshaw, who won their seventh titles in 2000, and then Renshaw in 18. Wow, that's got to be a typo. It's got to be 1989. There's no way it was 1889. I don't think they they uh, they played that long. And then. Um, Martina Nostelova, um, still ahead in overall total Wimbledon championships. Uh, even though she played on the female side, uh, she has nine overall. So I think he has probably another three, four years in him, and I think he has a legitimate opportunity. I know he will tie her for the most Wimbledon titles, but I think he has a true opportunity to uh, surpass her within the next four years of his career. So, um but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I I'm not a huge tennis fan. I said that last week. Um, I'm more into golf, which we've got a big golf week this week as well with the um, with the Open going on in, in uh, Scotland this year. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun next week, or actually this week. It starts tomorrow, and I'm really excited. I may not show up tomorrow to work, Dick. I just may call in <laughs> sick because you know they they tee off at 1 a.m. here. So that's you know it's always nice, but. <laughs> All right, but hey, yeah, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break, go into our second one. We're going to get into our uh, Gold Cup talk. And finally, allow my co-host, Mr. Dick Schischler, the wonderful station manager of Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com. He is our soccer resident expert. He is incredibly, incredibly smart when it comes to that sort of stuff. So we're going to talk to him about Gold Cup. Elimination play starts tonight. Let's find out if he thinks the U.S. can go all the way here on the Lone Star, here on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to me, Jake LaFleur, on Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Good afternoon, Conroe, Texas. I, I always wanted to do that on there, like the Good Morning Vietnam. I love that movie. Have you ever seen that movie, Dick? Yeah. I know you're a big movie guy. So, what do you? What's your ranking of that movie? I love Robin Williams. He was very entertaining. He's he's 
it was one of those roles that you, he can only be the only one that does yeah. that role. So, like the new uh, genie uh, being, being Will, Will Smith. Smith. I am absolutely. Oh, we'll talk fear- about it. Oh, I am tomorrow. Furious. Yes. Uh, my station manager is also a host of his own show. It's called The Ticket Stub. If you are a movie fanatic, become a stubby. I certainly am a stubby in more than one way in this life, but I am a ticket stub stubby. I love their show. It comes on, um, what is it, noon to one? Yes. Yeah, noon to one here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, message me on Facebook. Send me a Facebook message at uh, Jake from Lone Star, or sorry, Jake from Sports Talk, or email me at Jake from Sports Talk at gmail.com. Get into the conversation. Let me know if you think the U.S. has a chance to go all the way in this CONCACAF Gold Cup. And we'll see you, see if you agree with our station manager, Mr. Dick Schischler. Uh, But I'm seeing him shake his head, and I don't know if he really thinks he's going to— uh, I don't think you guys are going to agree with him. I don't think it's going to be a, uh, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that's probably one of the dumber chants out of all the world champs. Well, most English or Americans— Chance are stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What makes what makes England so good at it is they use curse words, and so the Americans who take on that role and start cursing, and my, then you have Mexico who screams the, the <laughs> you know, p u n t, you know, like all that, and mm-hmm. they got they get fined now. Oh, really? Yeah, they they get fined from FIFA if they say if they scream that word. <laughs> side but, uh, side note: yeah, yeah. LSU when they play Bama at home, they get fined every year for worth it. But it's worth it because of what they chant at the uh, end. Yeah. Well, ever... Those are my favorite moments when you're watching a game at home. And you're like, what? and you're like, wait a second. You hear that? And some stupid sound mixer guy put a mic right next to like this <laughs> rowdy group of people. And you can hear him like, oh, man. If you, if, yeah, if you ever get the opportunity, go Google uh, LSU versus Bama. The entire stadium sings it. 95-year-old women all the way down to two-year-old babies. It is a great chant. Go Google it and, uh, yeah, enjoy it. But getting back on over to the CONCACAF, USA plays El Salvador tonight at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. We also have, uh, starting at 5 this afternoon, a little earlier, Costa Rica versus Panama. Yeah. And then tomorrow we got Jamaica and Canada. I didn't even know Canada had a, had a soccer team. I, Why wouldn't they have a soccer team? I don't know because it's ice up there. I don't know. They, they, they like hockey and, and, and what's the curling? Curling. They like curling. So I, I just assumed they didn't play you know, soccer, but anyways, and then wow. uh, the last right. game, <laughs> the last game tomorrow night at nine thirty is Mexico versus Honduras. So and people just recently discovered Americans play soccer. I so. know. Well, yeah, same thing. It's you know, it's not our thing, but whatever. But no, yeah, uh, the 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 Gold Cup is now in knockout rounds, so it's gonna be exciting. Basically, if you're watching soccer, uh, the Gold Cup from now on, when the team loses, they're done, uh, and then they move on to if they win, they move on to the next round. Uh, there's eight teams left. Uh, all the teams are pretty good. Uh, one thing too, though, for people who follow soccer in American soccer, usually the Gold Cup is used as a test tool for the coaches before the World Cup qualifier. Or are uh, we already no, qualified? Well, no, we're still qualifying, but it's more of like getting the team ready for when it comes down to the wire for qualification and for the actual World Cup. They use this tournament so it's like test out players. So if you go to the roster tonight, mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of people you do not recognize. And you might see some, but a lot of them you won't recognize. So it's putting t- together the best club to send. Because you can send 23 people okay. to the World Cup. So they know who their starters are most likely, right? They're trying to find most out likely. who's going to be on their bench. But also if the stars get injured between now and next year, they have a better idea of who's good. Because they have a whole year basically 
Is it 2018? That's the, yeah, that's the next the next World Cup. It's next year. Where is it at? I believe it's in uh, Russia. Oh, that's the Russian one. Oh, that's right, because they got the they got the Winter Olympics, and then like right yeah. around the end, they won those two back to back. And then I believe the next one's in Qatar. Yeah, that's the controversial one. Yeah, yeah. That's for another episode. Yeah, we'll do that another day. But, but it's going to be exciting. I know the United States has been p- playing very poorly, but a lot of the new players have gotten a lot of play time, which is good. Yeah, so get some experience. Uh, I think that's really what's important. This what's funny about the Gold Cup and the history of the Gold Cup is known for like Mexico versus USA. Basically, that's always the big the big game. But if, yeah, uh, but Mexico's playing the same thing. They just got out of the Confederations Cup, so their players are in the same boat. USA, they're not playing the best players. It's just kind of like they're testing things out. And so the game in itself is always exciting because CONCAF always delivers rowdy games. People who play soccer here in the Central America and South America and not really North America, but South Central and South play really rough football or soccer. And yeah. it's just a lot of fun to watch. Angles are going to be breaking. Uh, people are going to get in each other's faces. And so it's going to be kind of exciting. Are we going to see any more? Are we going to see a headbutt today? Oh, I hope so. I love. I, I, oh yeah. No. Well, if you watch like certain, uh, if, like if you stream a lot of games, you can go to like ESPN, and then also uh, Fox has it now. It's like you go to the game to stream, and then they have secondary streams where it's like 360, oh, whatever, really? and you can see everything. So if you want to see a replay of like what the player actually did to the person's eye, you can <laughs> see them like put their face or their finger in their eye and stuff like that, and it's. It's pretty entertaining. Soccer but. players are so dirty. So is it a good thing, I guess, that we're in the testing mode now, that we don't need to trot out the best of the best in the Gold Cup and where we can use the Gold Cup as Oh, a- I think it's all just theory. I mean, people can, you know, put, oh, we have a new coach, so he really has to test himself and show that he can coach a team. But also it's, you know, trying to field the best players. And the, the main goal of international soccer is to go to the World Cup. Yeah. So this isn't a qualifier for the World Cup. So it doesn't matter really what we do in this tournament. Has nothing. It does not affect World World Cup stuff. So it is the perfect time to do that for the rest of the qualifiers. Because so why even have this this tournament? It's just to have soccer. They got to have soccer every summer. They got to. And uh, it's so hot. Out if there. you look at the schedule for a soccer player who's top, like who's the top top soccer player, yeah, like a Messi, they don't stop playing all year round. It's very rare if they get to you know because they're already in preseason right now for the major leagues over in Europe and other places. So if you look right now, if you're a diehard soccer fan, you're going to see a lot of the bigger names do friendlies in Hong Kong yeah. and other places because in like a month or so, they're going to start start the league up. So all the players who are not A-plus athletes who didn't compete in the Confederations Cup or the Gold Cup are right now playing. They're back. They got called back. Yeah. You know? And um, some people get breaks if they like win the Confederations Cup because they got so far into it. So like a lot of the German players, they're not back into the normal uh, routine of playing right now because they won. So they're on vacation right now because <laughs> they get like two weeks of vacation, basically. Two weeks, that's it? Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I, I don't know. I, I It's it's the world's most popular sport, and I understand that, you know, there's a demand for it. But you think it would be just that the market would be oversaturated. There'd be too much Soccer. No, people. Uh, well, it's interesting because there's leagues all over the world. So the timetable of watching this stuff, you can watch soccer pretty much all day. Yeah, you can watch it literally twenty four seven. Almost twenty four. Almost twenty four. Almost twenty four seven. So like today's game is at eight Central Time. Uh, that's gonna be great. And then you think they win tonight? Win tonight? Yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance of it. I think El Salvador is also one of those sneaky teams. So it's like they'll get lucky on some calls, or you know, maybe maybe they get a penalty or something, but. Well, I, they're not known to be, 
you know, the strong offense, offense, offensive teams. So, sixty percent, seventy percent. I would say it's probably gonna be like two one. Two one. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's not bad. So then Costa Rica and Panama, uh, we'll end up playing one of those two next. We already beat Panama, right? Mm-hmm. And so, which one out of those two you think we're gonna? Costa face? Rica's gonna win that game. You think Costa Rica? Oh, yeah. Okay, and then I guess Jamaica and Canada. I'd go Jamaica just because uh, Canada's Canada's been on fire. Right, they so they really? score. I think they've scored every game. So that's a pretty good momentum going into a tournament when you've scored every game. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, you soccer, ta- are you, you taking, don't score that much. So are you when you do score, are you taking- uh, I would be surprised. I would not be surprised. Uh, Mexico is probably going to win that the, game. The Honduras. Game, the best yeah. game is tomorrow. It's Mexico for, versus Honduras. That's going to be the best game out of these four. Is it like the quote unquote championship game? Those oh, yeah, two, I guess you two. could. Honduras has a good team. Yeah. A couple two. Dynamo players play for Honduras. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. Go Houston Dynamo. Yeah, Dynamo actually uh, signed their third DP player, designated DP. player. So in the MLS, they have DP players, which get paid more. Uh, so for what happened in the past in soccer in the United States back in the 80s, people who had money kept signing the big-name players. And so the little teams couldn't sign big name players and that's what toppled the league if you remember in the 80s they had a really big it's called like the national soccer league or something like that uh they did back in the day they had pele they signed pele and they oh signed, yeah, yeah, yeah uh those kind of players those I mean, this is a long time ago yeah. and so basically when the mls started they set up rules where that can never happen again where the league won't crumble because they're these people are buying these huge players and not paying anybody else so the rule is each team gets three designated players and the league itself helps pay for so it doesn't depend on the ownership of the ML of the, like the Dynamo or anything. It's the okay. league helps pay. So wait, they're only allowed three. Though. They're only allowed three. And um, so who, who are the three for the Dynamo? Do you know? Right now, it's uh, Demarcus Beasley who plays for United States team. He's uh, plays right back, and then it's Eric Torres or Cuba Torres who plays for Mexico, who's at the Gold Cup right now. And then now it's this 22 year old they signed from a Portuguese club. Uh, his name is Thomas Martinez. He plays for Argentina national team, but he's actually a really good player. And it's nice that they're not spending the money on, you know, the big name players from Europe that are retiring because MLS is known for a retirement league. Yeah. And now this is kind of Houston's always been a team that scrounges around and trying to get the best players for the cheapest buck. And they do a good job for the most part, right? For the most part, yes. Uh, they've passed three years. No, they've gotten uh, it's more of a coaching issue they've had. So the, the coach they have now, who's actually pretty good at building a nice, decent squad of what he with what he has. Yeah. So this is a nice midfielder. He's a ten, number 10, which is similar to Messi, the position. When you mm-hmm, look at mm-hmm. uh, soccer, looking at a soccer board, you see numbers instead of players. Le- lead forward. Yeah. Right? Yes. And, yeah, see, uh, I know some soccer. So they signed him, <laughs> which is good. It's, it's kind of nice to see them spend the extra cash on something like this because this guy has the potential to go to Europe. But this is this probably his first stepping stone that he just wanted to play over here in the Americas instead of go over to Europe. But Yeah. So, I mean, they— the Dynamo right now, they are third in their division. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're down. They play today, actually. Oh, do they? Who do they play today? Oh, they, they play Vancouver, don't they? No, they play Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. I think it's at 7 o'clock. So you can watch that yeah, game Minnesota at United. 7 o'clock, and then at 8 o'clock you can switch over to the uh, USA game. They're 8, 4, and 7. So they're trailing Sporting KC and FC Dallas. Boo, FC Dallas. So, <laughs> okay. So, okay, well, you kind of already uh, alluded to it. You think uh, Mexico is going to win the whole thing? I mean, I think uh, anything goes because everyone's treating it like I just said. They just yeah, trying out players. and. But so is Mexico's B team probably better than yeah, any of our B teams? Or they're good, they're maybe any of our A teams? Uh, no. no. I think the A team, we played all of our starting. Because right now our worst thing is our goalkeeping. 
during this tournament. A or B or just, just right now in this tournament. No, just this the goalkeeping has just been hor horrible. Yeah. So what, what I so, mean, we lost Timmy Howard, right? He's he's officially retired. No, no, he's not. No, he plays for Colorado. Oh, okay. Is is he going to do the there's next a, yeah, World he, Cup with us? Yeah, there's a good chance. Oh, okay. So that's I what I was saying. Like this this whole lineup is just kind of experimental. So I honestly thought he had retired. I thought he was just. You know, because he's he's older. How old is Tim Howard? But I mean, Buffon still plays for Juventus, and he's like forty four. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking about how Federer is old for his um, old for his sport, and how quickly those chew up the young. How that sport quickly chews up the young athletes. What's the average retirement age for you know an all for a star soccer player? So like, how old is Messi? I, it really depends on the position, because what you'll see is you'll see position shifts. Similar to like the NFL yeah, okay. and things like that. And it also depends on their technical ability because that's when you as a player shines on a team is your technical ability increases while your speed might be slow, but you're still very technical and a sense of, you know, you can pass really well or you have a lot of vision. Yeah. Because soccer was a lot different from soccer and the same thing with football. I can't believe people are able to play football with all the pads on. Like that to me, you're, those people who catch the ball have extreme talent because you can't, <laughs> I imagine you can't see anything. In that helmet. In that helmet, yeah. Uh, and and have the ability to know to turn around and, you know, capture that ball. Same thing with soccer. You have all those people, and a lot of soccer players are short. So you, <laughs> you can't imagine trying to see over these other players, and you just know in your head where these players are going to be, and they kick kick the long ball. And so, I, I, so the goalie's got to last a little longer too, right? Oh, yeah. The goalie is usually the player that lasts the longest, and then, yeah, it, Howard, then it moves forward. Howard, so, Tim Howard is uh, 38. Yeah. So And then Messi's 30. And so he's still fairly young. He looks like an old man, though. He but looks like he'll he'd... he'll probably move back to more of a center mid, and then yeah, because right now he's like center attack, yeah. and then yeah, he'll just get moving back. So basically, if you're looking at the field, it goes from goalie all the way forward with the age. With his so, uh, with his little beard thing that he has, he looks like he could be like a gremlin in a, in a yeah, you know. Well, what's funny is you watch movie. again. You've watched those videos. I was telling you to watch where people try to take him down. His legs are so small; it doesn't even look like he bends them. <laughs> If that makes sense, so it's like, like that's, that's how he's able to control the ball so well. It's like these little nubs just kind of going around. He doesn't have to kick it that far. That's so. funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Well, thank you, Dick. I appreciate you coming on and talking soccer with me. I, you know, I always enjoy your input and everything. Well, one more shout out. Uh, tomorrow in Houston is Man U versus Man City. Oh yeah, that's right. So they're they're playing that in Houston tomorrow, and I think the game, unfortunately, I think it's like nine o'clock or something like that. PM. I think it's nine p.m. It's I know it's a little later than usual just because of the... Uh, hey, but the random chances are going to roll out by then, I think. The rain? Rain chances, yeah. We're, we're, we're supposed to get some rain in the uh, oh. early evening. so that makes. I mean, it's also the viewership. Most people who want to watch that game are probably over there in, on the Pacific. Yeah, so. but poor East Coast. They, you know, they're just going to lose out. That's really cool. I wonder what those tickets are running for. When we come back, we'll, we'll find out what those ticket costs are. Thanks for tuning in right now, guys. We're going to go to a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to find out the ticket prices of the Man U Man City game. And we're going to talk uh, some real football, some American football. Oh, we are men. You are listening to Jake from Stock here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Thanks. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. 
Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. If you have missed the first three segments, the passionate talk about soccer, Wimbledon, a little bit of golf sprinkled in there as well, and then the trade uh, or the selling of the Rockets, don't forget you can always, always catch the replay of every show on Google Play, iTunes, and YouTube. Just search uh, Jake from Sports Talk on all those platforms, and you'll find me there as well as on Facebook. If you go to Jake from Sports Talk um, on Facebook, you we, we got a full page there, and all my video links and uh, all the audio links are on there as well. Or go on over to IRLoneStar.com. Check out my webpage there. Check out what other shows this wonderful station offers. And we're not just talk shows. We also have some great country music in our non-talk block segments, which our talk block segments are Monday through Friday from 10 to 3. All right, now that I've plugged the station, and I think I did a pretty good job, so you're welcome, Dick. Uh, <laughs> when we uh, Last segment, we were talking about the um, soccer world. And right before we said that Man City and Manchester United are going to play in uh, NRG, and it's 8.30 tomorrow, not 9. So 8.30 is what they have it on here. Um, and it's t- tickets started at $55. Go support your, I don't know, but you can't support anybody. It's foreign sport in a major company's stadium. So. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is probably some of the, some of the NFL will probably start doing it. They're not already doing it. They do a thing called the International Champions Cup. That's what this is. And it's kind of, they, they coordinate different places around the globe for X amount of teams compete. But there's no. It's like a, it's like a tournament. But it's not like a let's take a serious tournament. It's yeah. more of just like let's so go make some it's money. It's another Concacaf Gold Cup. Oh no! Well, that's a little different because that's international. Well, no, so I those, understand. Those I, players have something to prove. Okay, I, I these understand. players are really just going on a little work and vacation, and some of the younger players who are playing might have something to prove. But it, it's still it's still, still going to be entertaining. But it's just kind of neat that all these teams are all around the world playing. In so, them. who on Man U would I want to go see that I'm not going to see tonight? Uh, well, Rain Rooney because he doesn't play for. Well, obviously because uh, he's not, for, he's he's with Everton now. What do I know? They're they're still gonna play their star players, but they play they'll play for ten minutes because there's unlimited. Uh, uh, there's unlimited substitutions yeah. in this, so uh, it's gonna be like every twenty minutes. So if they be take like them four off, people can they, can they put them back on? Is there no substitution rules? Because I think that's how soccer should be. Period. I think you should be able to like change on the fly like hockey does. I think that'd be so much fun. That'd be intense. That would be awesome. So cool. But uh, no, it's it that would actually be really cool. But no, it's just a cool tournament, and you know, there's a bunch of big stars are going around the United States right now, and it's like right now, JJ Watt met up with a bunch yeah. of the uh, Men's City people, so that's kind of cool. 
Uh, I can't imagine how many people JJ Watt be like. I wonder if he knows soccer. I know he knows hockey. Well, where he's from. He, yeah, he's he's from. But I I don't I doubt he knows a lot of soccer. But I don't know. Great transition though, Dick. Because yeah, we are going to talk some uh, some. JJ Watt became literally the spokesperson for Houston. Like he welcomed uh, CP3 when he got into Houston. Like he was one of the first people CP3 met when he got here. Uh, he meets all these people. He does all this stuff for the city. He is the spokesman. He's in the HEB commercials. Everything. He is Houston, Texas. You cannot go anywhere without seeing him on some form of advertisement. I think he just city. knows. He just knows. Well, he to... plays it well. I mean, and I, I, he seems like a really nice he's guy. probably under the table talking to it. He is. He's like, where's my billion-dollar lifetime contract? Well, and he's probably going to get one, too. From Not from a company. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James is a marketing genius and not a marketing genius. And as though he's marketing for a company, he markets himself very well. And he just signed a contract. And he's dating a dynamo player or a, di a dash, not a guy. Sorry. The Le dash. LeBron? No, JJ, JJ Watt. Well, I, I was on a LeBron story real oh, quick. Sorry. I was just telling you how cool he was for Houston. I mean, he's totally bringing Wait. all the, the people to Houston. Okay. He signed a lifetime. LeBron James signed a lifetime contract. <laughs> 44, um, a 44, Oh no, I forget what it was now. There's um it was for over it was for one billion dollars. He signed a lifetime contract with Nike and uh basically it was saying uh, that he's gotta wear Nike shoes everywhere. Which dash player is JJ Watt dating? I have no idea. I just know it's a dash player. Oh, come on, you've gotta know this. Just, You're my soccer. I, I know somebody told me like you should know that stuff, and I go, That's really neat, and then I just remember that he's dating some Houston Dash player. So because he, uh, or um, Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, wow, Lindsey Vaughn. She's the one who plays for um, the U.S., the women's team, right? She plays for the international team as well. I don't, I don't know. You don't know who Lindsey Vaughn is? No, I, I'm sorry. This is this is a horrible time to ask wow. me questions, but. Wow, okay. Not much into. They've been dating for a year. Look at that. We, we know so much stuff about them now. This is so great about you gotta the love, internet. You got to love the Google. Yeah, she's uh, she's really attractive. Yeah, she's good for JJ. Good yeah. for JJ. I'm proud of him. I mean, he could get any girl in the world that he wants, but, you know, I'm proud of him. He he did good. He did good. Hopefully they get married. How do you know? What, who cares? I don't care, but, it, you know, that would be a, an attractive Really, baby. who cares? Just the stock or the breed. That's what yeah, we really that's care what I was going to say. That's, those are attractive athletic babies that would pop out of those two, so. You know, that's <laughs> okay. Back on to more serious news. Uh, uh, <laughs> you, you threw me off for a loop now. Uh, headlines in the uh, NFL world uh, Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday night got uh, or was involved in a late night altercation at a local Dallas bar. Now, um, no charges have been brought on Elliott, nothing. Um, yeah, nothing serious has come out of this yet. So, but according to multiple reporters, Elliot was seen at the Clutch Bar in Dallas on Sunday night, and the Dallas uh, Police Department uh, was dispatched to the club at 9:40 p.m., where they encountered a 30-year-old male who said he had been assaulted, and it turned out that eventually it, it was due to or from Ezekiel Elliott and. This guy, so for those of you who go back and watch this on YouTube, hey, Austin, can you throw out the, the computer image? Oh, that's cool. All right, let me, yeah, there we go. 
So for those of you that are listening over the, the radio or on the app, I apologize that you cannot see this. But if you get the chance, go look up like the re, what this guy looks like post uh, altercation. His nose is literally in the shape of a Z. <laughs> it's not pretty. So, um, but yeah, that's that's cool. We got this new feature where you know you can if you watch me on YouTube and you subscribe to me on YouTube and you follow me on YouTube, you can watch what I have on my computer screen and so like different things. And so if like I have a a video I'm gonna show you, like the video I'm about to show you from uh, Sherman, then you can actually see it with me while I watch, or while I play it over the air. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, no, so um, Ezekiel Elliott, and, and the other thing about Elliott too is he's facing uh, domestic charges. Uh, yeah, the NFL is investigating him in domestic charges from 2016. So, uh, so far, he, he's proven he's a great running back, or he, his first year, he was a really good running back. Uh, but yeah, not really showing that he's mature enough to handle, you know, $20 million. That's, I mean, but then again, you know, it is Dallas Cowboys, and they do seem to always attract the uh, the wild the wild west sort of characters, the uh, out-of-the-box characters and stuff like that. So um, other funny news, and I hate to bring up this name because I know it sparked so much controversy, but Colin Kaepernick got a little bit of uh, career advice from Michael Vick, and it's kind of funny career advice because I think if you were to poll America— uh, I think Michael Vick's advice would actually be wrong. So Michael Vick was talking about the Colin Kaepernick situation and how he's being, quote-unquote, blackballed from the NFL. And I'm going to get in on that here in a second. But he said in order to basically uh, be become reemployed in the uh, NFL, you must, uh, Colin Kaepernick must apologize publicly for everything that he has done and uh do a hair and get a haircut and change his afro to cornrows. And so I think if you were to do an, an American poll of, you know, of which one would be scarier on Colin Kaepernick, cornrows or that big old fluffy ball of, you know, afro hair style that he has right now. I love the hairstyle and I think it's actually kind of funny looking and I think it makes him look it would make him look less intimidating than the uh, cornrows would. But yeah, this whole Colin Kaepernick thing with the blackballing from the NFL. Just going to quickly speak on this in the sense of I, I'm not going to touch whether or he, in my, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I don't agree with what he did on the field taking the knee. But also in my personal opinion, this is America. That is a form of freedom of speech. And therefore, I cannot arrest him or I, I I can't there's nothing you can do to him for doing what he did he has all the right in the world or all the right in America to do what he did and that's fine and I'm personally I disagree with it but that's it doesn't make it wrong right but now that's my two cents on that now blackballed from the NFL he's not blackballed from the NFL it, there's there's no the, it, the owners are not coming together. They're not calling each other up. They're not having these secret little meetings saying, Ooh, he's, he, let's no, let's not hire him. He, he's not worth the trust. No, it, it, it's all it is, is that they're looking at this from a dollar and cents aspect. They know that he is good enough for, um, that he's good enough for the NFL backup role position. And they understand that. And they would, 
be willing to negotiate him down to a understandable contract. But the problem is, is that they're worried that by bringing him on the team, they're going to lose supporters. They're going to lose sponsorships. And that dollar and cents sort of thing is what the problem is. He's not being blackballed in the sense of what he did is wrong and therefore we're not going to hire him. No, it's, it's a pure fear of, hey, look, I'm worried that if we bring him on, the repercussions from sponsorship money and from fan support is going to uh, hurt our own wallets. Dick, you want to you want to hop in on this? Well, I wanted to ask that uh, in in football, people disappear all the time. Yes. So, I mean, I, we, 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 would we be saying a different story if, say, Kaepernick won the Super Bowl and was one of those big quarterbacks? I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm just saying, say, if you won the Super Bowl and like you know deserved to be a starter. Well. I, I, he's not even he's not even trying to go for a uh, starter role. That's the thing. Like, he's not going to teams and saying, "Give me the starting position." And there's teams that need a starting quarterback, and he would be good. He would be their best quarterback option at this moment. I, I mean, the Jets have reached out to Johnny Manziel and have brought him in for an interview, but they haven't even contacted the agent or Colin Kaepernick at all. Well, he does all his controversial stuff off the field. It's the same sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, do you want to you, you want to uh, you want to condemn a man who took I, a knee it, for personal need to move on. Just find so there's so many other football players that would like an opportunity. An opportunity at what? Being a, playing in the NFL. Well, okay, so <laughs> yes, but how many people are as good as Colin Kaepernick? That's a lot. I a imagine. Lot. No. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Where do you think they're pulling these people from? Are they going to go? I mean, gonna... I'll, all I know the, from experience is watching the Texans, and they go through quarterbacks, you know, and they seem, <laughs> and to, they seem to not find anybody. They're all so. terrible. They're awful, awful. And the Jets have somebody now. But, like, you go look at, um, at uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay brought in – they've got Jameis Winston, who is their starter, outright their starter, no doubt about it, just like Seattle – their starter is Russell Wilson, no doubt about it. Both of these teams brought in Colin Kaepernick, and both of these teams said we're bringing him in as a potential backup option. And then they turned around and they said, no, we're not going to. They, they, they interviewed him, and they said, no, we're not going to bring him on. Both of them brought on backup quarterbacks that were worse than Colin Kaepernick in the quarterback option and Tampa Bay is paying their backup quarterback more than what they would have to have paid Colin Kaepernick. Now, from a pure sports aspect, that's not smart. But from a money aspect, I'm telling you, the only reason why this is occurring is oh, because yeah. I wouldn't want them on they the team. are scared of what's going to happen to their fan base well, like I said, and to the sponsors. It's just one of those sports that just just move on. Just find someone else to mess up. So. <laughs> Well, no, like, are you telling Colin Kaepernick just to move on? No, I'm talking about a team because that, that's one thing I never really got about football is, like, the the odds of having a good quarterback are so low. It's it's like I just – I don't get it because, you know, everyone in every small te- uh, small town Texas has a really good quarterback, but when they get to that age of NFL, it's like we only have, like, five good quarterbacks in this whole league. Wait, but you look at it, we really only – I know. That's why yeah. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. You think you would have – out of all there the, all the so, pool, there are so players. many mediocre people, and how quickly 
defenses, how the defensive side of the ball is so smart. Yeah. And they, they pick up on things. And that's why Dak Prescott is going to have a tough year. You know, I don't think it's going to be as easy as what it was last year. But like I said, it's just for players, when people, when it comes down to weighing the, the value of a player, and especially when it comes to the public image, if they're not going to be, they're not a star player, then they're, they're just going to move on and find somebody else who's going to screw up. Yeah. So, well, like I, when you're, this whole scenario reminds me of the Michael Sam scenario. Yeah. Because he, he wasn't that good. And he was good enough to play in the NFL, but then... Well, but see, I don't think he was good enough to play in the NFL. But then he... Then, that's what I'm saying. They just weren't really willing. Like, you know what? Forget it. He's they, not they, good. They took him practice squad-wise, the Rams did, and they gave him a shot. And and it was not worth the shot. So, I mean, I, I got to give you... I got to say, oh, man, we are running out of time quick here. Wow, that was really quick. Uh, I got a text real quick uh, on the Colin Kaepernick topic, and I knew this was going to happen if I brought him up, but... I, I, well, yeah, uh, he's a good topic to start. He is a good topic to talk about. So a texter writes in saying, or uh, sorry, a Facebook messenger writes in saying he represents his employer. He did the kneeling on his own time. So on his own time, or sorry, not on his own time. Sorry, not on his, on his own time. So yes, he was in the uniform of um, the 49ers when he made this statement. And I understand that, I guess that's, wrong really but there's nothing in his contract that says it's wrong so really he didn't do anything because if it was if his contract said okay look you can't you can't make any political statements there's, there's while you're wearing conduct, there's probably a conduct a conduct part in the contract and it's just viewed on what the team or the, the manager says at this point what's appropriate what is inappropriate because that that first time it really wasn't a big deal but then it kind of grew on to this whole thing like they literally talked about it before games is he going to do it? It's almost like decision 2017. <laughs> is he going to kneel again? And I, that's what I'm saying. Like as a team, as an owner, I'm like, I really don't want to deal with that. I'd rather focus on the team. You're taken away from the team. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, okay. I understand where you're coming from, from that, but yet. I would just pay out yet, contract in this. Well, no, game. he's gone. He's done. He doesn't have a team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's done. So there's, there's, he's not making any money right now for the NFL. But my, my, my next counter argument to that is why Will they bring in somebody who beat a woman, threw her on a bed of guns, and pay him, you know, a, a two-year contract? Are you talking about like two thirds of the NFL? Yeah, but they so, but I'm, they won't they I, won't I take a man that that kneels who is a better option, and you will have to pay less. Yeah, I, but <laughs> from a PR standpoint, that's so ridiculous. I Somehow they're it's a, they're able to anything that goes outside the field they're able to sweep under the rug but anything on the field during the game they're not going to be able to do tell people no or yes. JJ Watt, I know you probably don't listen to this show, but if you're listening to this show, just go do whatever you want, whenever you want, as long as it's not anywhere near NRG or you're not wearing any Texans uniform. Go just as much drugs as I mean, you can consume in a 24-hour. Don't get caught, yeah. cop, folks. <sighs> That's, no, that's, I really think that's the truth. No, you're, you're right, your, and your I know you're Facebook right. Facebook messenger was totally right. It's like he did it on the field. I, I know, mean, yeah, it's so stupid because everyone can throw their opinion out around that. Because there's been people who wrong, wrongfully accused in the past, and but more than enough NFL players get in trouble like every year. I mean, look at the whole UT squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something. Look at Baylor. I mean, it's just so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. All right. Well, hey, uh, that's my call, Camper Nick Rant, and everything. We got to wrap it up. I, I had a whole baseball segment talking everything. But first, before we, we go, I got a couple things I want to touch on. 
Yankees uh, acquired Todd Frazier in a trade with the White Sox. That is a big adjustment over there in the AL East. Red Sox were pursuing him as well, which Red Sox are up in that division right now. So that's a uh, interesting uh, sort of situation playing out there. And then a, a new the new pitcher for the Cubs, Jose Quintana or Quintana, however you pronounce it. I think it's Quintana. Um, he had a great outing, great first appearance in a blue uniform. And I think that's going to be a big uh, addition to their uh, starting rotation and bringing them back into contention. There are only three and a half, four, four and a half back, I think, now of um, the Brewers. And then uh, lastly, uh, Carlos Correa injured for the Astros, and that is a huge blow, huge blow. All right, we're going to go out on a, a very funny little incident that took place this uh, this past weekend at the Mets ball ballpark, uh, City. What is it? I think it's Chase Stadium. Chase Stadium. There we go. At Chase Stadium, Chris Christie was attending the New York Mets and St. Louis game. And, uh, yeah, just listen to what happened to it. We're going to go out on it on uh, this video. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio, uh, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Remember, if you miss, you miss any part of the show, go follow me on uh, Google Play, iTunes, and uh, you, uh, yeah, YouTube uh, at Jake from Lone Star or Jake from Sports Talk. And, uh, yeah, so enjoy this funny little clip. 3-2, he's popped up. Rick Rivera giving a, a look at it. And a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? How about that? You just noticed him. You're, boy, are you hot, I'll tell you. You just noticed him between innings, and what do you know? He gets a ball, left-handed catch. Get That's out of here. Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, Contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.